the rivalry is back on. One percent better every day, and one and zero. Oh. The set is the quarterback lined up behind center, takes a snap, going for a home run deep downfield, looking for T.Y. Hilton. Hilton makes the catch. He's in the 10, 5, doubles in the end zone, touchdown. Colts coming with pressure off the edge. Kenny Moore gets to Deshaun Watson. That's a sack for Kenny Moore. Kenny has a pick and now a sack in the game. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Cody Foger, alongside me, Derek Larger again. And today we're going to dive into an interesting topic. And so the Chargers announced on Monday, February 10th, that they were not going to bring back quarterback Phillip Rivers. Rivers has been the quarterback for the Chargers for the last 16 years. Um, And he now enters free agency. Um, And I know a lot of people have already linked the Colts to Rivers And so Derek and I decided today we're going to look at this potential match and see if it's a match that we think would make sense for the Colts moving forward. And so kind of how we're going to do it is is I have four points that would say yes to the Colts bringing Rivers in and four points against that. And Derek's going to kind of chime in with some of his thoughts and some some stats and stuff like that. Um, We're going to kind of give you guys our take, our really – you know, we're Colts fans, but we're just going to give our honest – take our honest objective opinion we try to do that on this podcast a lot and that's how we're going to approach this thing so we'll start with the four yeses and then we'll move into the four no's and then we'll kind of give after that kind of our assessment on what we think the Colts should do now I don't know we might vary a little bit on our opinion uh, but that's okay that's what it's about and we'd love to hear your guys' opinions in the comment section or on Twitter or wherever you want to post your thoughts on the Colts potentially signing Rivers and so I wanted to move into the first Yes point. And the first yes point for me, Derek, is I wrote deep ball slash passing offense. And I know a lot of people, you know, I, I pulled up Philip Rivers stats from 2019 and it wasn't pretty as far as touchdown option ratio. I mean, Philip Rivers had 23 touchdowns, 20 interceptions, not a good season for Rivers, one of his worst seasons in his NFL career. But you you look beyond that to so take those away for a second. And you look beyond that and Philip Rivers still had 4,600 yards. He still had 66 yard, 66 completion percentage. Um, and the Chargers overall had the sixth best pack, passing attack in the league. And you look at the Colts last year, they had the 30th best passing attack. And so take out that stuff. I know that stuff is important, the touchdown to interception ratio. But you, know, you look at that and you say, man, the Colts could really use something like that. And again, we're not saying if Phillip Rivers would be the solution. He would be the kind of guy that you would only bring in for one or two years. But you know, as far as a as far as a guy who could at least as far as the stats, the passing stats back it up. Uh, Philip Rivers slings the football a lot, and usually the team that he's on, the Chargers, had one of the top passing. One opinion on you know potentially yes, bringing in Rivers, Derek. What what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, obviously with the quarterback position being an obvious need for the Colts at the moment. You look at all options and Phillip Rivers is certainly one of those veteran options for the Colts to consider. Obviously, like you mentioned, we're not really going to be thinking of bringing him in 
on a long-term deal, obviously, because of his age. But he certainly is the kind of guy that is uh, – certainly beneficial to a guy that's maybe trying maybe the Colts are going to try and get a young quarterback you get a guy that can mentor and teach the game of football to somebody that the Colts could bring in I mean it makes total sense why you want to do that it ultimately and ultimately we're depending on you know Philip Rivers is actually willing to accept close to a veteran's minimum to actually come here and I said that on Twitter multiple times how I don't necessarily think Philip Rivers is trying to stash out a big payday. I think he knows that those times are done for him. I think he just wants to start over with a new franchise and uh, get a, the, some of the last few years of his career in a spot where he knows he can contribute and do something for us. And, you know, this could be a thing where Philip maybe comes in and, you know, maybe starts for one year, uh, trains Jacoby Brissett and you know maybe some other quarterback that we either don't bring in or we do bring in and then you know Philip can just be that guy for a few years when we actually do find that quarterback that we want but yeah when the stats uh in the stats and everything uh his best game that he had last season was in week 14 when he went 16 of 22 for 314 yards and three touchdowns uh, there was a couple times where he threw the ball past 20 yards. He did not complete any of those, unfortunately. But uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit more here in his passing accuracy and everything else. But yeah, like you mentioned, it, the whole season for the Los Angeles Chargers was really bad. Like, you know, you had that Melvin Gordon situation and Keenan Allen not feeling very happy and it had a couple injuries to guys like Hunter Henry and on that offensive line and their defense as prolific as that defense could be. They did miss Derwin James for a little bit. They had a couple issues. So, you know, they, they, they were a team that just was a, a hot mess for a lot of times, but I think Phillip rivers under a system that has Frank Reich and some other stuff that he can exploit. I think that that is, it is an intriguing option to consider having Philip Rivers come to Indy. Yeah, and that's one thing I didn't mention, Derek. I didn't have this on my point, but that's something that you brought up is the right connection. When he was there in for San, in, in in San Diego for for those couple of years, I mean, he knows Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers knows him, so that could be a potential thing. Um, but going back to what you were talking about, you know, with bringing in potentially a quarterback, I don't think that even if you bring in Rivers. I don't think that that hinders your draft plans as far as drafting a quarterback. I know, Derek, we were talking with our friend Zach Hicks from SleepBlue.com, and he was really adamant, like, you have to address the quarterback position. And I think that just if you – even if you sign a guy like Rivers, doesn't mean that that hinders potentially taking a quarterback, whether that be, you know, trading up for a quarterback, Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, or whoever that would be. I think that one thing when that's one of my second point is just, the, you know, having a guy like Rivers who's done it for 16 years at a very high level, you know, some would argue a Hall of Fame level. Um, it would be really good for a young quarterback to see it and sit under a year or or whatever, what have you there. Um, and it would just be really good, I think, for that guy to just get in the head of a guy like Philip Rivers, see how a pro handles it um, and just – I just think it'd be really good, you know, for a, a good mentor for a young quarterback. Um, overall, you know, if you bring in Rivers, he's one of the he's been one of the better quarterbacks in the last decade and a half. 
I mean, really. Um, and so I think that would, that, that's kind of why that's kind of a second point that we have, Derek, why we would think, yes, that would make sense for the Colts to bring in rivers. Because even if you do draft that guy, doesn't mean he's automatically going to go um, and start for you. And, and I think that's something that, you know, we've seen different, different ways of doing that. We saw with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he sat under Alex Smith for a year um, and he learned and he grew and then he came out and, <laughs> and really just lit the world on fire as far as, you know, as a player and now he's a Super Bowl champion. And obviously we're not going to try to compare that. That does that doesn't make that's not fair to any of the guys um, of the Colts with potential. But you know, it's kind of like do go a similar route. Maybe it's just a maybe it's a little bit different route, obviously, but you know, you have a veteran quarterback that's been doing it for a while and you let a guy, let a young quarterback that you draft and potentially trade up for, um, just watch and just sit and and just yeah, just soak it all up from a guy that's been doing it for a long time. So that's mm-hmm. what makes sense for me. For, um, for the number three thing, I think one thing that Chris Ballard has really was talking about, we, we went back to our thing when um, when Chris Ballard a couple weeks ago was on with Dan Dockage. He was really talking about um, just this lack of leadership, he felt like, in the locker room. Um, and he felt like, you know, even when the Colts were sitting there too, they beat the Chiefs, they were riding high and then – you know, things obviously went really downhill and really went spiraling out of control. And he felt like a lot of those veteran leaders from 2018, um, there wasn't a lot of veteran leadership in there to hold guys accountable. Now, that's one, th- you know, love him or hate him. One thing that, that Philip Rivers does is he's very vocal. He's mm-hmm. very vocal. And I think one thing that he would do is he would not let his team get away with things. He would not let guys get away with being lazy, not doing what they need to do. And he'll call people out. He's not afraid to do it. He's one of the one of the more high-profile personalities in the league, um, especially at the quarterback position. And I think it could be potentially something that you like. Um, you know, if you – like I said, you might love Rivers, you might hate Rivers. But the facts are that, I mean, Rivers is a guy that's going to do that. And that's something I think that, you know, you don't really get with Jacoby Reset. I mean, maybe he leads in different ways. And, again, all people mm-hmm. lead in different ways. But maybe that, that, that maybe the argument could be made that if you bring a – holds guys accountable more he'll he's not afraid to call guys out because he's been doing it for a long time there's also that you know respect thing you think this guy's potentially mm-hmm. a future hall of famer i better listen to him as opposed to who the crap is who cares what really jacoby we like jacoby but i mean it's just different for me i think it would be different for me if i was a player in there you know philip rivers compared to jacoby Brissett. i think i would tend to listen a lot more to what rivers has said because he's done it for a long time um, that's kind of my third point. What, what do you think about that potential, you know, leadership thing for Rivers with the Colts? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's weird how we define the term leadership. You know, we sometimes right. we see it in different phases. Uh, I think necessarily when you look at the offensive side of things, uh, the leadership does have a little bit of. Uh, lack of leadership in that regard where you know ty hilton is a good leader he's got a definitely is a, a good leader but he leads by example you know he's not a very talkative kind of guy he does he leads by doing by saying do as i do not as i say he is that kind of guy that will just go out there do what needs to be done and that's his form of leadership nothing wrong with that that's just how it is but you know there is certain ways that you can be more communicative that gets to people in a different way other than that. And Phillip Rivers is among those that definitely is very vocal when he's hyped up, 
or when he's mad at people, he does let everybody know what's on his mind, which, you know, certainly can be a good and bad thing at times. But, you know, and Jacoby Brissett is that is that kind of guy as well. He is a very energetic guy, but at the same time, you know, he's still young and leadership is still a good thing that he has, but you know, it's kind of one of those things like how much does the the offense actually uh get fired up under his watch? And it's kind of I think it's different when Philip Rivers definitely does it. Uh defense, I think, has you know, that uh, with Justin Houston and Jabal Shear, Justin Houston's a very vocal guy. Uh, I, I think it's just still with the fact that this team is still so young in so many different ways. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of the vocal guys come out yet uh, because, again, most of these guys are 25 years and younger uh, on both ends of the ball. So it, it, they're still all really young, but we have it on both ends. It's just ultimately like how – how do you portray that leadership is a big concept. And, and you're right. If Philip Rivers is definitely a big fiery guy, especially at 37 years old, that man still has just as much fire now uh, as he did when he first came into the league. So that certainly does help uh, when an offense is rolling or if somebody needs to be put in check, you know, and when we obviously saw what Ebron uh, the situation with Ebron and him kind of slowing what I think might have actually hurt the offense's uh, morale because of how he was reacting to not getting as many touches, I think might have slowed that offense down. I think Phillip Rivers kind of would get in the face of an Eric Ebron and make and make a situation like that better, kind of call him out, be like, this is not about you. This is about the team that needs to happen here. So it definitely is a good thing for Philip Rivers uh, being the hype man that he is can bring an extra spark to that offense that the Colts really needed last year. He could potentially bring that uh, with Reich's system this next year if he does come to Indy. Yeah. And my final point here, Derek, is the Colts have a lot better offensive line than the Chargers. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. have probably one of the top, 10 offensive lines in football. The Chargers probably have. Oh, I'd the worst say offense. they're top three. They're, they're easily top three yeah. in my opinion. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, it's just like, I mean, I just looking at some of the stuff from the Chargers that said they had out of all 32 teams they had, you know, I know pro football focus, you can love it, you can hate it, but they said the Chargers had the 29th worst offensive line in football. And you, you argue the Colts top five, top three, offensive line in football and you know that's something where philip rivers you mentioned it he's not getting any younger um he's not as moby and that's something now where you know if anthony costanzo returns i mean for that left side of the colts offensive line you could argue they have they have top 10 top five players in every single uh from left tackle to center and i think that's huge for a guy like rivers um who obviously is not like i mentioned not as mobile um, needs to be in the pocket more, and he can do that now. Um, mm-hmm. He could do that with the Colts' offensive line as opposed to the Chargers' offensive line where he's under pressure about every play. Um, yeah. He can't really do much with that. I think that was a big reason. You, know, you can you can blame Rivers, and it's, it's valid. Um, but also, you know, a quarterback's only as good as his offensive line, especially an older, aging quarterback like that. And yeah. I think that that would potentially help Rivers a lot 
Um, because, you know, with any quarterback, I mean, you know, how do you beat the best quarterbacks? We've seen it time and time again. How do you beat Tom Brady? You keep him off the field, and how do you do that? You get pressure on him. And that's, I think, what, you know, even, you know, as you get older, <laughs> especially, um, you can't escape all those anymore. And, you know, we've just kind of seen that over the years um, yeah. with every quarterback. Father time is undefeated <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that that would be another reason why I think it would be, be a potentially a good fit for Phillip Rips. Um, He'd just have more protection. He would be able to find guys open more. Um, and we, we talked about going back to the the first thing I talked about with the stats, I mean, I don't know if it was all, I didn't watch a lot of Philip Rivers film in 2019. I don't know if a lot of it was just mental mistakes, but I would, you know, I would wager that a few of those mistakes were because he was under pressure trying to make a play. Um, he just, he's not, he's not 23 year old Andrew Luck out there taking beatings and, you know, throwing with five guys draped on him. I mean, it's just not reality. And so, that's just my take on why I think that would be potentially a good fit. Um, Derek, do you have anything to say before we move on to the four reasons why that wouldn't be a good fit, why Rivers would not be a good fit in Indianapolis? Uh, why he would not be a good fit. I mean, ultimately, you know, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, it's with the contract is another thing that goes with it. We don't know what his money situation is going to look like. Uh, you could make the argument that, you know, he may not give everything that he has because he knows that he's not going to be the uh, full participant uh, for long-term construction of this team. Uh, that's all that I can really think of at the moment, other than, you know, stating the fact that we are going to see a lot more interceptions if Phillip Rivers does end up going, because ultimately that's what he is. He's more of a gunslinger. He does take risks. And, you know, I mean, from what I've seen from Colts fans, they're not as worried about the interception total just as long as we're seeing more touchdowns. So mm-hmm. at least that's what I'm getting from the general consensus of some of the Colts uh, fan base. So, you know, if that's what we're OK with, then that might be what we need. Yeah. And that kind of leads me to my first point. You know, we look at the season that Rivers had. I mean, I can say all, all I want throw out the touchdown to interception ratio, but I mean, let's be real. Philip Rivers threw 20 interceptions in 2019. I mean, that is insane. That's a lot of interceptions um, to throw. And so that would be something that, you know, would be kind of hesitant, you know, yes, you get a guy who throws more touchdowns, throw more yards, but you also get a lot more turnovers. And it's like, do you want to trade that other than the guy that doesn't turn the ball over, but you don't really get much from your passing attack. And so that's something the Colts are just going to have to weigh, um, so that, you know, just coming off a bad season, does Rivers have another couple decent to good seasons left in him? Uh, and that's my second point, you know, just his age, he's going to turn 38 in December. So he's getting up there in age. Um, he's becoming more immobile, like we talked about. Um, you know, and that's something where um, oh, I can't remember now. I was just I just heard this this interview with somebody uh, with like an old quarterback that was talking to another quarterback. And he was basically saying, like, it's crazy because like, as you get older, you know, your mind gets better, but your body just can't keep up with it anymore. Um, and, th- and that's, I guess that's a question with his age. Um, is that kind of the, the situation that Rivers is in where his mind is fine. He just can't make the throws that he could, he could make, you know, even last year. I mean, that's just something that the, the Colts will have to weigh and they'll have to think about um, with now Rivers being a free agent, potentially on the Colts radar. Um, my third thing is, you know, if you sign Rivers, this is just a Band-Aid solution. 
Do the Colts think, oh, we have Phillip Rivers for a couple years. We can afford to not take a quarterback. And then next year, instead of being at 13, you're sitting there at 20, 22. And you, when you could have drafted a quarterback higher up, and then you have to give more resources if you want to go get your guy. Um, you know, and do the Colts look at it as like, we're fine with the quarterback position. If we sign Phillip Rivers, we don't have to go draft a guy. That would just be something that I would, it would I'd be kind of wary of. Um, because the Colts do have some holes that we've talked about with our mock drafts and stuff. They do have some other positions that they need to fill. Um, so do, would the Colts view that as that and not get their long-term guy of the future this in this draft in 2020? Um, do you have anything to say about that, Derek, before I move on to the last point here? Yeah, I mean, ultimately it is about finding the franchise guy. We've seen that that you need that in order to win uh, championships. And there's a lot of high-quality quarterbacks in this draft this year, you know, you, you don't want to try holding off on on a quarterback that's your franchise guy because ultimately that will render you for the next few years. And with Darius Leonard, Quentin Nelson, and a couple other guys that are just now hitting their their prime. I mean, Darius Leonard has been the best linebacker in the NFL over the last two years, and that's just his first two years. Quentin Nelson's now regarded as the best offensive lineman in football by many. And we're just starting to see the trend of the Colts heading in the right direction. We just need to find the solution to the rest of the equation, which could be that young quarterback that comes in and turns this franchise around. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of leads me to my last point here. Um, you look at the Chargers of 2019. I mean, they they had some good targets. They had Hunter Henry, good tight end, uh, Keenan Allen, good receiver, um, and then you know how you have a guy like Mike Williams, a good receiver, and you have Austin Eckler. I mean, he, Philip Rivers had a good supporting cast around him in terms of skilled position guys. And my question would just be, do, you know, I would say right now, I know the Colts have free agency and then the draft to address this. Right now, I would say the Colts definitely have worse passing options. Um, and worse supporting cast as far as skill positions are concerned. So that would that be a concern as well um, that Philip Rivers doesn't have, you know, a guy like Keenan Allen, doesn't have a guy like Hunter Henry, Austin Eckler. Um, you know, you can definitely address it in the off season, and I think the Colts will address it. Um, but that would just be something that I would question. Um, you know, would it lead to even a worse season for Rivers um, if he didn't have those kind of guys who can go up there and make a play? Um, if he kind of had what Jacoby Brissett had last season, you know, how would he fare in those circumstances? And so those are my four points for the nose. Um, and so, you know, you guys obviously have opinions. Some people are saying, yes, bring Rivers in. Some people are saying, absolutely not. Under no circumstances, bring Phillip Rivers near the Colts. Derek, what is your thoughts? Thinking now the four yes points, the four no points, where do you kind of stand on signing Phillip Rivers for the for the Colts in 2020? I think that as long as the contract is right and it's something that Chris Ballard can come in and say, all right, we're going to get you for a, a few years on a, on a, not necessarily on a minimum, but enough to keep him interested and say, look, you're going to come in. You may or may not play right away. And you, it, whatever time you get, you're going to get, and then you're here to help us steer in the right direction for the next few years to help whatever guy we bring in to ensure that our team is headed towards success. If Phillip Rivers is okay with that, then I am perfectly okay 
with accepting Philip Rivers with open arms and saying, welcome to Indy. I really hope that these this year or two years, three years, whatever you have with us uh, is fun-filled and joyful for you, and it uh, gives you some good memories to cap off your really good career. Yeah, and I think that – so I'm trying to think where I stand here because either way, fans, some somebody's going to be upset with me. Um, <laughs> I think for me – I would I would potentially sign Rivers, you know, with the caveat of you got to draft a guy in the first round. Like you have to draft a guy in the first round. I would sign him for the reason that I said yes to mentor a rookie quarterback. I think that would be huge as opposed to throwing the guy in the fire. Um, and you know, it's in in just having that mindset of, you know, Philip Rivers has been a great leader. Um, we know he's not the long term solution. But we know that he can teach our young quarterback a lot of very good things about how to be a leader, how to conduct himself, how to lead an offense, how to command an offense, how to do all the things he needs to do, how to answer the media. You know, just looking at a pros pro like Philip Rivers, um, I think would just be so good for a rookie quarterback, whether that be Jordan Love, whether that be Justin Herbert, whether that be whoever it is that the Colts end up drafting. I think they have to draft the quarterback. If not with that number 13th pick, if not with a trade-up, I think they have to at least address it in the first couple rounds. I think it's an absolute need. And so that's kind of where I stand as far as Philip Rivers is concerned. And, you know, some people are – it seems like there's really – there's two sides here. It's like Philip Rivers is terrible. Why would we want him here? That's a step back for the franchise. And some people who are like, we love Philip Rivers. I'm kind of in between. That's just where I stand. Um, but I'd love to hear what all the fan, what all our fans and all our followers think about signing Philip Rivers. Love to hear in the comments. Um, again, if you, you know, we all have different opinions. You all have different thoughts. Uh, we kind of try to take the emotion out of it and just try to think logically. If we were sitting in Chris Ballard's shoes, what would we do? What would make the most sense to us? But again, we don't know. Chris Bauer has a giant brain, and he knows a lot more than we do. And so, uh, you know, we trust the guy. Uh, we trust his judgment a lot more than us because he. I mean, this guy drafted two All Pros in one draft, so mm-hmm. he's obviously a lot smarter than both of us. And so, yeah, that's just kind of where I stand. But I'd love to hear just your guys' thoughts on signing Philip Rivers on a one to two year deal potentially or whatever you think would be the best for the Colts moving forward. But I think that's all we're going to do for this episode, Derek. Um, Do you have anything else you want to say before we sign off here? Uh, No, that's it for me, man. I've pretty much said my piece. Absolutely. Well, thanks guys. We really appreciate your support and yeah, leave a comment below on whether you think the Colts should sign Phillip Rivers or not. So yeah, with that, thanks guys and go Colts.